radioinfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. Hey, Frank, are those drums potentially uh, upside down plastic buckets from Home Depot? <laughs> what these? Oh man! Well, no, no, no. I have a I have a recycling bucket over there in the other corner that is uh, right side up, collecting all of the all of the leaking something, and some is dripping onto my my washing machine, which is not good. Oh, that's fantastic. This I'm. I'm, I'm, my skin is crawling right now, to say the least. I'm so sorry, <laughs> I, Frank. I, I didn't know that this was even happening. You know what it was on the third floor last night? Uh, there was a report that there was no water, no toilet, no nothing. So I made sure that we got a at least toilet running and the shower, but still there's no water coming out of the vanity. We have to call this guy back. You know, we're, we're t- we should have done this in the pre-show. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's-, it's important. People follow along with what we're doing, and this is a part of your life that's going on right now. So if you're a little stressed, people know why. Yeah. You know, I, yes. see, I see the look on your face. People listening can't see it, but I do, and I could tell. Because it, it's <laughs> a lot, Frank. It's a lot to deal with, seriously. Come on. I'm getting, it's, it's really bringing me to the edge. <laughs> it really is. All right. So business-wise, I wanted to go through just a few sentences of this appeal that came out in the Missouri v. Biden case, only because it's so ridiculous and so counterintuitive to everything we stand for coming from the government that I wanted to read it. Here we go. Yeah. Platforms have, okay, here, we'll start here. Social media platforms allow billions of people to share content instantaneously around the globe. The unprecedented scope and speed of social media communications has afforded many benefits. It has also presented significant hazards, including the spread of harmful misinformation. Oh, no. Who determines it? Who determines what, what misinformation is? Is it is it you? Is it me? It's all yeah. It's all determined. The only thing that determines it is whether or not it goes against the central powers' interests. So, the first three sentences of their appellate brief are basically them arguing that they should be the arbiters of truth and have the power to fix things. Quote like this. Then, platforms have sought to address these hazards and thereby preserve the value of their products by maintaining and enforcing content moderation policies. No. They are throwing this on platforms, that the platforms have done this. And it gets worse, and I'm saying they're they're really barking up the wrong tree here because they're basically this, holding the platforms hostage. This was this was submitted when? 2 days ago. Okay. This this right after we got off the show on Monday, the judge in the I should have done this right. I thought we were my bad. On Monday, we did a whole breakdown about how the judge um, put the injunction in, and then how the government fought against the injunction, and then how Missouri and Louisiana said this is ridiculous, and we went through all of that. 
right after we got off the show, there was a ruling by the judge in the Missouri v. Biden case saying, no, government, I'm not going to stay this while you wait for appeal. And no, I'm not going to change my mind. This stands. And he did it in such a glorious and wonderful way. As a matter of fact, I should probably pull that up because if you haven't seen it, um, it's on Uncovered DC now as a column titled Judge Stands Firm on Missouri v. Biden Injunction. Um, <clears throat> he says, he gives all the examples again, more examples on how the government worked to censor speech. And he dissected that Article 3 standing argument he's had about how people don't have jurisdiction to sue. He did that again. He also said that our First Amendment rights are more important than the government's interests. And he said this, the defendants are asking the court to grant them relief to a preliminary injunction that only bars illegal content. In other words, the only effect of staying the preliminary injunction or delaying it would be to free defendants to urge, encourage, pressure, or induce the removal of content containing protected free speech on social media platforms, which is the argument that we've been making the entire time. The only thing they can't do is what's illegal. Yeah. And they're fighting against it. So he... Yeah. He kept it, he kept it um, the way it is, and he said this. Although this preliminary injunction involves numerous agencies, it is not as broad as it appears. It only prohibits something the defendants have no legal right to do, which is contacting social media companies for the purpose of urging, encouraging, pressuring, or inducing in any manner the removal, deletion, suppression, or reduction of content containing protected free speech posted on their platforms. It also contains numerous exceptions. And I just said, God bless this man. Just God bless this judge, okay? So what happened? How, how old is he, by the way? Probably his mid to late 50s, Max. Oh, oh, that's nice. That's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, <laughs> usually, when, usually when we get something like this out of a judge in the United States, it's like they're 83. It's but their swan song. How it's old? Like, I, you know, I'm going out fighting. Judge. Hopefully we have a couple more decades with this guy. Or, or, or he, never mind, I'm not going to say anything. He was born in 1950-64. But yeah, we do. We have at least another decade, at least. At least one more. So yeah, it's great. But anyway, the government goes on to, this is their appeal to the Fifth Circuit Court of what he just said. So this is what they're fighting against. So the, the government is, this is what they're writing to the Fifth Circuit to say, hey, please allow this because this is why. So now they say, in March 2020, for example, Twitter amended its content moderation policies in response to the COVID-19 pandemic to address content that goes directly against guidance from authoritative sources of global and local public health information. Twitter is, quote, no longer enforcing its COVID-19 misleading information policy as of November of 2022. So we're going to stop there. Quote, they changed their content moderation policy in response to the government telling them to change their content moderation policy. Twitter didn't just say, oh, we've got a big problem here. We'd better fix this. The government prodded them to do it. And then they're no longer enforcing its misleading information policy because everything they said was misleading was true. Everything. <laughs> Literally. That's usually what it goes. See, that... That is the biggest key on the map for everybody to understand that it's all usually true. And that's the problem. They don't like when people get the truth 
without their permission. It's it's and then we've got a lot on that today about COVID, especially. Oh, my gosh. So then they say the federal government also has sought. Listen to this. Oh, the federal government also has sought to mitigate these hazards, including by calling attention to them so that the platforms can apply their own content moderation policies. For example, the FBI routinely shares with platforms intelligence regarding accounts that appear to be used by foreign malign actors to influence the American public or by foreign terrorist organizations to recruit supporters. Senior government officials have spoken publicly about the harms that can arise from the rapid spread of falsehoods through social media. In May 2021, for example, the White House press secretary expressed the president's view regarding social media platforms' responsibility to stop amplifying untrustworthy content, disinformation, misinformation, especially related to COVID-19 vaccines and elections. The White House press briefing, oh, but she emphasized that the president believes in First Amendment rights and that social media platforms need to make the decisions how they address, blah, 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 blah. Plaintiffs, Missouri, Louisiana, and several individuals claim that these efforts to mitigate harms perpetuated online violate the First Amendment. The district court allowed plaintiffs to take extensive discovery in support of their motion. The court twice intervened to stay depositions of high-level officials that the district court had authorized without the requisite of showing necessity. That's true, but not the way that they're positioning it. Now, (laughs) okay. The court, hold on, hold on. The court additional, uh, here we go. The court relied on the application of content moderation policies to a handful of posts made by state entities. They're saying that all that voluminous discovery that we've gone through in detail over the past week and a half on this channel was a handful. Did, did they, you know, I never asked you, or and I don't think we've gotten around to it, but did they, in, in all this stuff, did they provide exhibits on, uh, on as, as far as content that <laughs> yeah. need, just needs to be taken off immediately? They don't, the government doesn't provide exhibits. But they provided exhibits to the plaintiffs who then showed why it was harmful censorship. So in there are exhibits and we have the government's own words on why they think the content is harmful because they provided it in discovery. But the government hasn't made any argument as to why what they did was justified. So they've never said, well, we needed to do this because... They never addressed a single piece and said, this is why we had to do this. They can't. They can't. That's mm. the thing. So I'm I'm going to, th- if you're a subscriber of mine on Twitter, you'll have a brief thread on this today um, after I get off here, the podcast. It's going to be brief. It's not going to break the whole thing down because it's too long and I'm, I'm getting thread weary. But, but the, the next thing I'm going to show you just puts the icing on the cake. The FBI colluded with Ukrainian intelligence to silence American voices on social media. So the FBI went out and started working with a Ukrainian NGO to tell it what they should tell the social media platforms to censor. So while the government sits there and screams about us, potentially being foreign, being guided by foreign actors. Right. They're using foreign actors to censor us. 
In a recent report released by the Committee on the Judiciary and the Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Federal Government, I believe we have a column on this, by the way, it has been revealed that the FBI collaborated with a compromised Ukrainian intelligence agency to censor American speech on social media platform platforms. The report meticulously details how the FBI, on behalf of a compromised Ukrainian intelligence entity, the Security Service of Ukraine, requested and directed major social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Google, and YouTube, to censor Americans engaging in constitutionally protected free speech online. It goes hand in hand with the uh, Twitter files yep. stuff there, yep. too, yep. because especially when we were, uh, what was that one part? Um, oh, man. Uh, they, you, what, what were they, they were whitelisting the, I, that one Twitter, I don't know, there's so many of them, but there was one that they started pointing out the whitelisting that was going on that was uh, pretty much being used in, in a almost like a, a foreign intel sense to astroturf ideas and and bring news into the fray and i, I don't i don't, know. I don't it, remember what, which one but i have no doubt that it was there i mean they were pretty detailed in all of their stuff yeah oh thank goodness yeah. i'm sweating up here and i'm like where's my ac it just came on oh um was it on a timer no it's it's on a thermostat so i'm okay. like why is it not on yet it's pretty damn hot up here um the report also revealed now the sbu this one's going to really throw you for a loop. The SBU, which is the agency that the government is using to figure out what Americans can't say, was infiltrated by the KGB. <laughs> we have to figure out what Americans can't say. What, what is it? They're having Russians help them. <laughs> what did the founders mean? We have to figure it out. I mean, there was no... There was no con constitutional conventions. There's there's no minutes taken from any of these meetings. What, what did they mean? Do? What did it all mean? Yes. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, you you just can't. You just can't get. I can't. I, 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 so and, and now that we're moving along this this far with this case, what is the 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 big finale? What when is there finality? finality to this well, situation. If the Fifth Circuit upholds the stay, it's almost as though they won the case until the case is over. So if the Fifth Court, if the Fifth Circuit upholds this injunction, I'm sorry, if the Fifth Circuit upholds the injunction and makes it so that these companies cannot communicate, and a lot of people keep saying, Frank, well, oh, they're just going to ignore it. If they were just going to ignore it, they wouldn't bother appealing and fighting it this hard. Yeah. They, they can't just ignore it, especially not again when there's ongoing dis discovery going on. And remember, social media companies are not um, are not government entities, although they act as they, though they are. So they they're not they're not like FOIA exempt. Those that relationship is completely pierceable. So these companies are going to be held to account for discovery as well. They're not going to be able to hide discovery. That's another thing that people keep on saying. Oh, well, they're just not going to produce things. Like, again, when you say those things, you're advocating that the judicial system is completely defunct. You shouldn't give a crap about anything going on with Donald Trump at that point because the judicial system, the judicial system has no power. Right. Understand. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. anyway, um, the, the, the case will be over 
probably not for at least another year or two, which is why this this injunction is so important. So is this the, is there any chance that this actually can can stay in place for those full two years? Yeah, I mean, it's already being challenged. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, depending on what the Fifth Circuit says, I can almost guarantee it's going to go to the SCOTUS. The SCOTUS will rule on it. So it's going to be it's going to be a big deal. This case is going to be a big deal the whole time. But you're, like you're saying, the SCOTUS would be only ruling on the injunction at this point. Correct. Okay. Co- correct. And then at the end of it, whoever wins will appeal. I mean, whoever loses will appeal, and it'll go to the SCOTUS. So it, it's going up to the Supreme Court regardless eventually at some point so it's 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 going there it's just how we get there and whether or not we are um under this injunction as the process goes along because think about it the case was filed last year in may it's july now it was an emergency injunction requested and we're in july of the year after so if it took that long for that Imagine what the rest of this case is going to be. It's just going to be a long case, which is fine if the injunctions, and it's even fine if it's not. Um, but I don't think that that's going to be the case. I don't see the Fifth Circuit um, overturning this. I just don't see it. Okay. I don't see well, that, it. Could I be wrong? Be yeah, I could be wrong. Well, I just wanted to survive long enough to actually start seeing a, to, to see what if there are any measurable effects from this now uh, federally mandated divorce from of uh, of the government and social media, I would I, now obviously just like with just like with affirmative action, there's there's so many generations of this just being the norm in American Marxist college campuses that yeah the the practices are just going to go underground and it is a shared ideology and they're going to uh, you know try to keep it up no matter what mm-hmm. they know what the directions are after so many years of being trained and infiltrated and reprogrammed so I um I, I don't I don't doubt that you know uh, most most social media companies outside of Twitter being the outlier these days are going to continue on with having this kind of liberal censorious orthodoxy take center stage in their in their company's operations. But I would love to see if there's any actual definitive metric of how this injunction had really freed up the Internet in some way. Well, a good friend of the show, Adam, sent a... Um sent an article over, you know, by someone claiming that the FBI isn't paying attention to it because it hasn't been memoed out. By the way, there's been this injunction in this case. And the reason why I think they haven't memoed it out to their staff yet is because they're waiting for the Fifth Circuit to do what they're going to do. Um, there's there's, there's one specific... Um, and also the FBI may be assuming, well, these guys are doing, there's only one massive, it's big, but it's one interdepartment within the FBI that is responsible for the quote censorship activity that is going on. And there's about 15 to 20 of them in San Francisco doing that work right now. The rest of what the FBI does with social media companies is most likely related to crime, which is exempt. So I don't know why they would memo to the entire department to every rando FBI agent on a child trafficking case. You can't communicate with social media platforms about this, this, and this. And that's also another reason why I think they are realizing what this is. Like, 
the argument in court is that they're not allowed to do the things like that, talk to them about crime and other things. Like one of the things in this appeal is how come, what happens if we think we have a criminal post, but it doesn't rise to the level of criminality yet, but we need to talk to the social media companies to find out who the person is. That's not allowed. Like you're not allowed to do that. If I say something on social media that isn't a crime and you've identified that it's not a crime, what gives you the right under the constitution to go to the social media companies to find out who I am so you can make sure I, that's like minority report level policing. That's thought police. The government thinks they have the right to do this. Anyway, the FBI probably thinks my agents aren't doing this. There's no need to tell them all about it. Or they're waiting for the, um, the injunction ruling. Maybe one of the suspendables out there, if they're listening, has a friend that can tell us if the San Francisco unit got their memo. That would be interesting to see. What gives you the right? What gives you the right? I ought to throw you in the ocean. <laughs> okay. Also yesterday, Frank, the unmasking um, emails and requests and stuff from General Flynn back in 2016 were finally delivered via FOIA to the Daily Signal. So all of the email is going back and forth between people. As you can see, it is verily, it, it's verily, it's very heavily redacted. There's not much you can glean from here, but there are new people we've learned unmasked General Flynn to find out information about him. And all their emails are here about that. Ambassadors to Turkey, ambassador to Italy. Some people we knew, a lot of people we knew. Um, Biden, blah, 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 all that stuff. So that came out yesterday. I have to dig into that too. And then I have this beautiful picture, Frank. You might want to look at the screen. It's a uh, NATO. And we've got Vladimir Zelensky sitting here. Oh, yes. All Long. by himself. Now, yeah, I don't know. After, it's just a still frame. He could have found some friends afterwards. But this, I mean, this is a guy that... My gosh. I mean, and, and the fact that he's still wearing the costume that the CIA made for him is just, you know, you are the G.I. Joe. I'm the G.I. Joe. I know my talk to me. Didn't he it's, suspend elections in his country now and say that they can't have elections until after this is all over? Like, who? That's a dictator. A dictator. Well, he, ba ban he banned the opposition party. <laughs> uh, there's obviously a lot of social and and, and press restrictions out there now. And it's all just, I don't know, it's its just sad. I, I, I don't know why somebody like him, well, then again, they, they plucked him from the comedian class. So maybe he wasn't told that eventually Patsy's gets flushed. And um, I don't know. Frank, you know those pranksters that get on the phone with all those important world leaders like Adam, well, he's not important, but like they get on the phone with like world leaders and, and like very high-powered people and, like, congressmen, and they pretend that they're other, like, foreigners. Yeah. They, they got Kissinger. Listen. Oh, that's, that's, that's like, elderly abuse now. No, no, this no. Guy's like... You got to listen to this. I'm going to full screen it. You got to hear this. You ready? All right. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me make sure the volume is up here. Okay. Here we go. An old North Stream 2.
How do you think? Who is behind? Who is behind of explosion of Nord Stream two? Who is guilty? How do you think? I, I frankly have thought you were. Really? You think that we? No, no. But I didn't blame you. I, I would not say that as a criticism. He thought he was talking to Zelensky. Oh. And he Play that again. It was so. I mean, what is this? He's doing like a Q and a live Q and A. No, this was a Zoom call or something they did with him and recorded. They got him on a Zoom. Wow. Yeah, he's like, I thought it was you, but I wouldn't say that. I didn't blame you. <laughs> And he's very, he sits there for a second. He's like, like, he should have just shut up. <laughs> well, he was, I mean, he's been pretty, like, uh, everything you can say about Kissinger on, on this, this war's front. He, I think the only public statements he's been making is that there, there needs to be an end and, uh, and Ukraine has to take the, the L. And, but that's just that's just hilarious. If, if he really thought that he was talking to Zelensky, yep. <laughs> I thought it was you. Yeah, you want to play it again? It's only a few seconds long. I'll, I'll... Yeah, now that I know the, the full context, go ahead. Hold on. Who is behind of explosion of Nord Stream 2? Who is guilty? How do you think? I, I frankly have thought you were. <laughs> really? You think that we? No, no. But I didn't blame you. Hmm. Did he I, say quite I frankly? Say that Did he? Oh my God, that would be great. Hold on. Okay. Oh, I, 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 Who is guilty? How do you think? I, I frankly. I frankly. I frankly. You, should, I you frankly. could use it. You could still use that. I no, think... it's, he's, it's, it's unintelligible. Oh, damn it. Come uh, on. He, yeah, he's just. He can barely speak. All the all these old bastards can barely speak anymore. Me and my but, sister, for some reason, when we were younger, when something like that used to... Someone said it in the chat. Did he say, quite frankly? No, um, I think he says, I frankly... He does. Thanks. But, um, you know, I thought you... <laughs> see, everyone's I mean, I, telling I, you to take it. Everyone. <laughs> I get... <laughs> see, I think... Um, I, I, here's, here's the whole thing. Anybody, you don't even have to take sides on this beyond the surface level um i think that there are plenty of people who are really i mean as big of normies as you can imagine that probably assumed it was Zelensky as a as a way of of hurting them without thinking that they're actually a really attacking nato by blowing up nord stream and then there are other people who assume oh it's russia because he really wanted to stick it to people even though which is the stupidest stupid because he controls the spigot he can just turn it off why Doesn't blow have to blow the damn up. thing up so uh <laughs> you know I, people like barb mcquade think that it was russia the disinformation experts <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is what we're talking about. Uh, under under the, the the government's purview, all of the the rights to monitor and find what is acceptable free speech under the the, the new rules of the government, uh, they would they would have people like like Cy Hirsch yep. just disappear. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, Cy Hirsch fell out of favor back on the Seth Rich leak. Remember? Cy Hirsch is reporting on who, what happened with Seth Rich. Does everybody remember that in the chat? Type a one if you remember what Cy Hirsch said about Seth Rich. If not, I will try and find it while we're live here to play it for everybody because it's a recording. Yeah. He told, he said, uh, he, he brought up the whole thing about Seth Rich and Julian Assange, how they were, they had set up the Dropbox, that the entire operation was a John Brennan, uh, John Brennan op. And um, I, I mean, it's it's one thing to hear this stuff. It's another thing to just read read the tea leaves. I mean, when when, when Julian Assange comes out and offers tens of thousands of dollars, <laughs> bounty. I mean, a a reward. Jeez, a reward. Um, but yeah, that was big. So the next thing I'm gonna, you know, um, people are also wanting to, to us to discuss this Luft indictment and things of that nature. And I have every intention of doing so. I'm just not ready yet with all of the stuff that's flooding in between these conflicting U.S. attorney statements and everything else. I need to get myself on solid ground there. And I haven't been able to do it enough to to intelligently bring you anything. So that's why we haven't brought it up or I haven't anyway. Um, Libs of TikTok, though, culturally has been on fire the past couple days. There's two clips I want to play. Actually, three. There's two, but this is, this is something. I want you to hear what this woman says okay. about white people. And then I'm going to show you something else. Here we go. From Libs of TikTok. Okay. This isn't like full shit. Somebody comments, just to read it for the viewers at home. The comment is, I don't blame you for not trusting white people. I'm white and I don't even trust other white people. That's what the comment she's responding to is. Here we go towards you i just see a lot of comments like this and this was the most recent one so i'm just responding to this one when white people say shit like this it isn't the serve they think it is like you're a part of the problem fix your people bro like when white people are like i'm white and white people do suck yeah you're probably a part of those said white people so do something about it the fuck also i hate when white people try to validate me like they're literally like i'm white but i agree bro I don't know if you noticed, but I don't need validation from white people. Like, that's the last thing I need in my life. Yes, like, you I do. feel like white people always... If she didn't need white people to validate her, she wouldn't bother even saying any of this. She wouldn't be, wouldn't even be on social media acting like a, a, like a, like a freak like this. I, it, I, Just wait. Just wait. Try, but they miss. Like, and I feel bad for y'all. Not that bad, though, because your ancestors suck and you're stinky and evil. But... Bad enough where I want to call you out and tell you not to leave comments like this because it's crusty. Anyways, for all the bleach demons willing to learn, I see you. You're not as bad. Oh as God! Oh, the whispering. I want to. I want. I want to. I can't. I, I can't. In a in a serious plot twist, I'm about to play something that the the listeners at home won't be able to see, but I'm gonna play it for you anyway. Here she is at the beach. With her white boyfriend. Of course, of course. Her white liberal boyfriend, I'd assume. Loves, loves getting colonized at night. Oh, look, I, I mean, just listen, it's, I, I don't, they, they all, they all love their pets. They all love their nonsense and they, <laughs> they love, I mean, this, this guy is a, is just a, is pathetic. But this is what they like. They like pets. They don't actually like being on equal playing ground with anybody. The, um, there's a comment, Frank. What? Activists in the sheets colonized. Uh, activists in the streets colonized in the sheets. That's the comment. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Wonderful stuff, ain't it? They're both pathetic. Both pathetic creatures. It has nothing to do with their race. They just, their minds have been scrambled like eggs. So, uh, <laughs> somebody said Bleach Demons, good band name. Yeah. Now there's this one. This actually infuriated me. It infuriated me. And we're going to play it for everybody else to be infuriated about. Here we go. The first trans woman to have a successful uterus transplant, ovaries and eggs included. And I want to be the first trans woman to have an abortion. I will let a doctor who has successfully transplanted a uterine complex before cut the organs out of a willing, healthy, transmasculine donor, place them in my body. I will devote myself, heart and soul, to their aftercare. I will have as much gay sex as it takes with as many trans women as it takes and let the transphobes and homophobes scratch their heads wondering what to make of it. And I want to be the first trans woman to have an abortion. Well, I mean, this person's in, in hell. It's, uh, we have, there's this, we live in a space right now where hell has bled over and you can, you can actually get glimpses of it and the people who are there. Now this, this one is, you say that every, every, uh, saint has a past, every sinner has a future. I, I tend to, if I'm a betting man, I tend to put my money on this person never escaping this hell and they will they'll just spiral into a terribly confusing death but um imagine horrific. imagine how first of all scientifically i don't think it'll ever happen only because there's no way like the cervix is, is so specific in how it functions that an implanted one it's just not gonna it this won't work fine he's never going to be able to kill and someone in the comments says something really smart it will be aborting someone else's child since it won't be his ovaries or its ovaries well what is what well, what do you, we're one step away from absolute nutcases who should be in padded rooms padded rooms with with straight jackets on what these people are one step away from saying is we demand the right to show up at orphanages and kill children. Yes. But we, yes. when we're, we're knocking on that door now. It's not even hyperbole what you just said. It's, it's yeah, we're so not totally we're knocking true. on that door now. They this man wants to have major surgery to implant a uterus in his body, one of the most beautiful and amazing creations of God ever. Just to get pregnant by a trans woman's seed to then go on specifically with the sole purpose of murdering the baby that would technically that would ostensibly form in his fake uterus or real uterus planted in his body put these people which, uh, away uh, i mean honestly at that point that, that'd almost be a mercy 
uh can you imagine i mean i i feel so bad for these children that are are pretty much purchased by these uh these activist gay couples as it is i saw oh my god just to see these 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 tiny newborn children being offered up to these willing buyers and knowing that they just oh man i gotta find the post that here it is there was a i think you commented underneath this on my thread there was a person who made a thread now first of all there was a surrogacy post from from gay gay a gay couple that had hired a surrogate the mother's life was in danger the baby wasn't going to survive they wanted to try and give the baby life-saving options when the baby was born prematurely because that was the the course of action the gay fathers that bought the baby said no we don't want this baby with any potential health problems that may arise from all of this kill the baby and then the, the surrogate mother was forced to follow the contract through she was forced to abort the child yes uh see this one i'm talking like well, well uh, th- this is like going window shopping on fifth a- on, uh, on fifth avenue this this is what it's like for people like they're going window shopping yes it's, with it's, with babies so gross um So here's a thread that I saw the other day. A mom asks others in a support group for parents of trans kids what they think of top surgery and hysterectomy for minors. And the replies are pages and pages and pages of all the replies that she got from other parents who are doing this right now. Listen to this. My son's already on progesterone and the gender clinic we're going through have already discussed egg storage. I really would prefer if he waits until 18. It's really a she. He, 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 he. Yeah. How many he's in your life create uh, uh, produce eggs? Um, I really would prefer if he waits until 18, which is less than two years away for top surgery. But my son has been very insistent. I've been very supportive, but it's starting to put stress on our relationship here in California. I believe he can have both surgeries as long as parents guardians are on board. Can I ask you something? Uh, Because you went through more of these than I did. Are are there any men on this? This. uh... Nope. Okay. Nope. There you go. Yeah. Where's the father figures? Damn there are right. none. Damn right. They're either cucks or <laughs> they're, they're not there. <laughs> they're just not there. Here, wait. Uh, I think it's between you, your child, and the doctors. I'd also ask how long they've been living as male. It's not reversible, and teens are still exploring what feels right to them. Some of them are 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 some of them are so bad. Um, it would depend on the child. I will probably allow my son to have these surgeries around 16 or 17, but he has been socially transitioned since about 10, and I saw the signs long before that. I don't think saw the signs. Yeah. What signs did you see, mommy? She liked to play with you, trucks. That's- you butcher. That's what it is. She liked you to play butcher. with trucks. My son was given the go-ahead at, for top surgery at 16 from his doctors, but insurance won't allow it till 18. So we only have five months till he can do it. Everybody throw a party so that I can cut my child's breasts off. You know what's going to be, um, I, I, I pray for, again, this is all times that, time immemorial. Uh, we're going to be left behind at some point, and I just pray you know, in the past, there has been really catastrophic collapse of civilization. And there's been plenty left behind for us to understand just what was going on. We get to analyze the art of the time. We get to talk. We get to read what the historians of the time were saying, what was going on in society, what kind of hysteria was was popping up, what people were doing. We have holy scriptures. We know exactly 
where people go in times of collapse and what they offer themselves over to. Uh, in the 20th century, we've got more than enough coming out of uh, coming out of uh, Europe, more than enough coming out of uh, Bolshevik Russia and China. We understand how they recruit children, how they recruit parents, how they turn families on each other. What happened? The barbarism that ensues once you you remove any kind of social restraints or any kind of structure to anything. Uh, so I understand. And I appreciate the fact that in time, everything gets fleshed out. And I just hope, I hope against hope that one day, one day we are back into the light of a, uh, a truly golden time. And that things like this, where we never really had, even in the 20th century, we never had an opportunity to allow individual ma parents, mothers, fathers, judges, spill their guts on the internet and have them all swept up for major sociological uh, investigation. I would love for people to see 150 years from now, if we survive and turn things around, I would love to people to see just how crazy and how out of their minds Kathy Noel Ogawa and Crystal Herbert Hilton were. <laughs> well, I mean, this is this Crystal, is uh, Crystal Herbert Hilton said we aren't making any permanent changes till 25 when the brain is fully developed oh good well i get it that's better than most yes. as crazy as she is as crazy as she is that's better than most rebecca because says it, it can sometimes even be up to 27 28 before the uh prefrontal cortex is fully developed i just hope i hope all this is survives somehow because it is going to be we have the, the Nazis have nothing on us. I, I know that is the that is the go to place for everybody. You Nazi, you Nazi. Oh, this sounds like a certain Austrian painter from the twentieth century speaking. Yeah, it's got nothing on us. He's got no, nothing. No, between this and the damn freaking COVID vaccines, it's got nothing on us. <laughs> socially, socially, it's got nothing on us. Especially. Um, that, that that girl that you just played with the white boyfriend. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, come on now. The Nazis got nothing on us. They they were able to do this. All that we're living under right now was done without firing a shot. Yep. It's yep. Just stop being so sanctimonious, everybody. Insane. Um, moving from culture for a moment. Oh, before we do that, can I just say I have something here for everybody two things actually all right first an update on isn't real lady and by the way there are some funny things going on hold on i want her everybody wants her <laughs> in more ways than one <laughs> where is she well we have a little update on that frank if it's real which i think this one is but she's being memed now all over the internet Here's the latest one I saw that I loved coming from Michael Pelka. Oh, goodness, you can't see the bottom. It says, everyone can either believe it or not believe it. Fiat money is not real. You're right. And I love the anime version of her because it makes her even bustier. <laughs> she was a beautiful woman, that's for sure. Now, here is a post because somebody released this five-minute long video of, of the airplane from another direction without the creepy music behind it. You don't really get too much out of it, but this was posted underneath it. This is somebody who says that she's a friend of somebody who knows her. 
Now, take it for what it's worth. I'm not trying to, yeah, but here, th- listen to this. You ready for me to spell it? I think you are. Come, take a seat. I've got an update on the plain lady. The one and only plain lady, a friend of a friend, is friends with her. Here's what we know. Number one, she's alive. She did not disappear. She was going on a cruise, which would explain the disappearance. And can you imagine going on vacation and then coming back to reality and realizing that you are a trending audio on all of social media? Fucking wild. Second of all, she was not drunk, not drinking, not drunk, which I have to be honest, I thought when I first initially saw the video, and I just want to clear that up because I know that there were a lot of people bashing her. Number three, the guy sitting next to her, the that motherfucker is not real. I don't know what all happened. Part of the conversation, however, I do know something was misplaced. She looked at him and he looked back at her and said, I am going to take this whole plane down. That's what I know. This is this does not explain the not real comment. Exactly. But it is very plausible otherwise. (laughs) I mean, it it explains that if you all want to die, that's fine. But I'm not going to. I mean, where's the detail? I mean, you can, I mean, first of all, if that's the case going on, she, she leaves, she go talks to a flight attendant and say, the guy next to me just threatened the plane. You know, the guy next to me just threatened the he plane. Did, right. And that's it. That whole plane is deplaned at that point. So I'm just sharing it for what it's worth. It seemed to be the most credible thing I've seen so far. Vocal fry and all. So there was no alcohol involved. That's what she's saying. There I don't think no, so either. No pharmaceutical involved. I, she definitely seems freaked out. I just don't know. I mean, it just doesn't. Okay. All right. Just trying to keep everyone up to date with the things that pass my very limited sniff test on this thing. We need that woman. I like, we're the only ones who won't make her feel like a lunatic. Please, if you're out there, lady from the plane, we want you to come on the show. Yes, we've already complimented your bust line already. And <laughs> we should just come on. We'll talk about what you were wearing that day first. And then we'll go from there. We'll just take it easy. We'll have a drink. We can even put these, the anime filter on her while, yes. she's, while she's... Or she could talk to us with the cat filter like that guy in the... Uh, oh, my the, God. The... <laughs> Wait, I got to find it now, Frank. I got to find it. <laughs> I've never laughed so hard at that. Hold on. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a cat. Hold on. I got to find it in case people haven't seen it. Where's the video? Here it is. I found it. Oh my gosh. Hold on. It's going full screen. We're playing this entire thing right now. Hold on. I'm not a cat. There it is. Mr. Ponton, I believe you have a this is, this is a courtroom. What is it? On. It's a courtroom. They're in the middle it, of they're recording this hearing in the 394th Judicial District Court. This is this is the <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm playing it. Right now. Here we go. Mr. Ponton, I believe you have a filter turned on in the video settings. <laughs> uh, you might want to uh, uh, take, take we're a trying look. To, we're tr- can you hear me, Judge? I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, in the- it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, I'm prepared to go forward with it. That's... <laughs> I'm here live. It's not. I'm not a cat. I can. I can see that. Um, 
I think if you click the up arrow next to the... But I just, I want to direct people to look at the eyes in the beginning. In the video settings, <laughs> uh, you might want to... Uh, <laughs> now, the reason why I think it's so funny oh is because God. the cat... The cat in the filter already looks kind of sad. I know. <laughs> and then this guy's voice, but the, the fact that this guy's voice is a little, a little frazzled and a little bit, uh, you know, nervous himself, it just, it, 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 it's so perfect. <laughs> it's so perfect. Look at him. Look at him. He's like, oh my, my oh, 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 I'm not a cat. <laughs> we had a whole show titled "I'm Not a Cat." You remember? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. So maybe we can tell this this plain girl. That's a, you can, whatever filter you'd like, and we just like to talk a little bit. Somebody in the chat said cat's eyes aren't like that. <laughs> Correct. They are not. You're right. This is a zoom filter. I wonder if I have that zoom filter. Hold on. Choose video filter. Just bear with if me you a do. second. It might be a, a website, uh, uh, the oh, actual no. webcam. Nope. Oh, jeez. Hold on, wait. The lioness. Where's the cat? Where's the cat? Do I have filters? You do. What do you mean? Oh, well, I more... guess I have the backgrounds. This is better. This is Choose really video should. filter. <laughs> wait. No, that's not it. What's up, yo? Sub, I don't. Yo. I don't see the cat on here. It had to have been an add-on. Do I have sunglasses me... on? Yes, you do. You can see them, right. can't you? Yeah, I can. All right. Hmm. Maybe I should do this. <laughs> I'm just gonna do this from now on. <laughs> Sit here and just kind of enjoy the day. Oh goodness. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well. Okay. You can stay there with those glasses because they are fitting for you. By the way. Thank you. Um, I want everybody to go to Uncover DC today and read this article by Harold Finch, Vanderstock versus Garland, the judicial, judicial system. I can't say it today. The I'm air conditioning. The judicial eradication of Biden's signature gun control. This is a Second Amendment case that's going through the courts right now. And the judge just ruled in the favor of the plaintiffs um, about ghost guns. And it is so detailed and so well written that if you wanted to understand this battle, go to this piece, read the whole thing. It is worth the price of admission. Trust me. If you don't, if you're not a gun person and you don't get it, this will explain it to you in layman's terms so that you understand exactly what's going on. It's super important. It has to do with the ATF basically declaring every like a majority of legal gun gun owners to be criminals. Hmm. Based, and then trying to ruin businesses based on, it's, it's, it's long, but read it, please. I have that up for you. Um, what else? Oh, Mike Lindell is auctioning off equipment now in his company because of the severe financial strain he's under after not being allowed to sell his pillows in box stores. So like, what kind of equipment? Um, it doesn't. Forklifts, conveyor belts, printers, electronics, and commercial supplies. Jeez. Manufacturing stuff. So, just an update on him. And That's sad. Yeah. 
Yeah. No matter what you think about his PCAPs or any of the information, this is a man who sincerely believes what he's saying and what he has. Um, he's definitely put it all out in the line. He has. A uh, lot of people have. But this is a, a big example of that. Yeah, and, and I just... I don't agree with a lot of the things that he has um, brought forth, but that doesn't mean that I would ever want to see him fail because I think he's a a Christian and a, a good man who is passionate about saving this country, and it makes me very sad to see him going through this. The only thing that kind of bothers me, do you remember he offered up a prize to somebody who could disprove the PCAPs? Uh, yes, I think so. Somebody did. He wouldn't pay, and they're forced to now sue him. <laughs> they're forced to now sue him. Frank, for for audio listeners, is now sporting a uh, what do you call this thing? The handlebar mustache. A handlebar mustache. Men out there, just let me tell you, this is not the look. Okay, I'm not a fan, and I never thought I would be a fan of beards either until my husband grew out his beard, and I was like. Okay, I'm a fan of beards. There's something about facial hair on a man done correctly that just makes them more manly like the second it happens. Mm. Yes. I don't know what it is. I, I'm not a beard fan, but my husband and a beard go well together. I don't. I like, uh, you know, it's more of a scruff thing for me. I just let it go and, and, and the, more so, but I, I allow it to happen more so in the winter time. Mm. Like right now, it's just, it's just too much. But um, I, I like clean shaven men too. Not saying anything's wrong with that, but I wonder, I can't show, I probably can't show a picture of him, but he's got a hella beard going on here. I'm not going to do it. He'll be embarrassed. It's good. Um, anyway. At 10 o'clock, guys, today, we're going to end the show in a second. At 10 o'clock, the, um, the, uh, blah, 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 which committee? The House Judiciary Committee is having a hearing with uh, FBI Director Christopher Wray. Do you want to make bets on the useless questions that will come out of the GOP? Or do you want to just let us wait and see how useless they really are? Or do you think that they're going to ask some good questions of him during this hearing? Yeah, I think that it's going to be a useless waste of time. Well, you wouldn't be alone, Frank. Wait, be alone. Well, who? Well, I mean, who's uh, what so-called opposition, Republican opposition is on the this uh, this particular committee? Who's like who's there? Uh, hold on. It is. Because it doesn't, I mean, they can come up with good questions. It's just really a matter of how, how is uh, Christopher Ray going to it's, choose to answer? I, he can't answer anything because it's an ongoing investigation. So it's Jordan yeah. as the chair. Issa, Buck, Gates, Johnson, Andy Biggs, McClintock, Thomas Tiffany, Thomas Massey, Chip Roy, Dan Bishop, Victoria Bart, Scott Fitzgerald, Ben Klein, Lance Gooden, uh, let's see, Russell Fry, great. Harriet Hageman is on there. She's fantastic. Uh, Wesley Hunt, I'm just reading names people may know. Yeah, I, I mean, my congressman is on here, but he's a toolbox, so let's see what he says. I probably He's probably going to have his staffers write something for him like last time because he really doesn't have any idea what the hell is going on. Russell Fry, you're terrible. Sorry. And um, that's it for today, Frank. Alrighty. <laughs> you have been listening to the Dark Delight Podcast with Uh I guess Dwight Fruit Val <laughs> and I'm gonna go on a panty raid to Utica after this. 
tell Karen to stop poaching our people. Oh my God. <laughs> you can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Also, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Getter, and Twitter. And make sure to check out Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on QuiteFrankly.tv until when? Uh, Friday. Friday. Later. Later. <laughs>